As a disclaimer, this podcast might contain some profanity, so if that's not your thing, then you've been advised. All right. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome back to the official Making Way podcast for episode three. Let's get some claps. Yes, yes. Thank you, everyone. Today, we have a very fun episode discussing Lunar New Year, and we are joined by a special guest, our boss. Uh, Just kidding. He is our boss. (laughs) He is our boss, um, but his name is Reagan Lay. He is the director of all of the cultural centers here at the Oregon State campus. So, Reagan, do you want to give yourself a a quick intro? Um, Technically, I'm their boss's boss, not their boss. Um, But my name is Reagan Lay. I serve as director for diversity and culture engagements and been here at LSU for almost 10 years. I'll be 10 years in March. Mm -hmm. And thank you for inviting me to Making Waves. I've been six years and my first time. Um, being invited to make a wave. So I'm really excited to be here with y'all. Yeah, he's old, y'all. He's been here for a minute. So we had to get him on the podcast. But as per usual, uh, my name is Jeffrey. I'm Stella. I'm Aaron. And I'm Naya. And Lay is our audio sound engineer. And yeah, we're just going to talk a little bit about Lunar New Year because at the time of this release, it should be right around yeah. uh, the New Year. Lunar February New Year. 10th this year, mm-hmm. if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, so uh, we're going to kick off with a little bit of... Um, Luna New Year brief uh, introduction on like what it is, um, kind of like how we celebrate it, and then what's the kind of origin of it. Uh, Lunar New Year is, even though it's called Lunar New Year, it's actually based on a loony solar calendar. So it looks at the sun and also the moon cycles. It usually falls on the second new moon after the winter solstice, which symbolizes the start of the spring. And so in China, it's actually no longer known as the I guess New Year Festival, it's actually officially the Spring Festival um, mm. because it symbolizes the, the start of the spring. Do you guys have any sort of like origin myths for where Lunar New Year came from and the way you celebrate it in your cultures? I guess for my culture, it's really just like following the moon calendar, the end of um, December, according to the moon calendar and, you know, the, the beginning of January. Yeah, technically that's about it. Yeah, man, I should have done more research before coming to this, but I think I think Stella's pretty right yeah, on with yeah. that with the moon. The, yeah. Just the moon, yeah. uh, based on the moon. And then there are 12 uh, animals to represent for each um, each cycles. Yeah, like each year. So 2024 is going to be the year of the dragon. Yeah, well, I did a quick research. Apparently, the most famous origin story is about a uh, mythical beast, Nian. Uh, N-I-A-N. I actually should have looked up how to pronounce it. Uh, but I think it means year. And so apparently it was a beast that ate livestock, crops, and even people on the eve of each new year. And so to prevent this entity from attacking people and causing destruction, people put food at their doors. So instead of eating the livestock, it can eat the food. But then eventually it said that a wise old man figured out that this creature was scared of loud noises and the color red. So people set off firecrackers and decorated everything red to scare off this mythological creature so that they could have a bountiful harvest going into the new year. Wow. Mm-hmm. So that's a good, that's a good story. Yeah. Right? Wow. Uh, so if y'all don't put your food out, someone's going to come and eat your, your livestock. Mm. Put it out. You know, one of the, my questions was, I was, I was wondering why red is such a prominent color during this like holiday mm. or would you guys refer to it as a holiday or would, or do you guys yeah. refer to it as like yeah, holiday. a tradition? Mm. Okay. So yeah, I mean, that's kind of interesting to hear about that story. Cause why do you guys do red or why do you guys think it's red? I feel like for me, it's just like the color of um, wealth. It has been red, and every time that we think about red, it's like it's represent like luck and stuff like that. So yeah, okay. yeah. Yeah, I don't know the story behind it. It's not like red represent luck in some way. Yeah, like the red like red envelopes is in red. Mm-hmm. A lot of the decorations and lanterns are red. Mm-hmm. Folks will wear red alvi and things like that too. Yeah. 
Um, but I never learned it's like why. See if they call it red itself. And just to preface, so we're joined by three people who are uh, of a Viet ethnic background. Um, Stella, obviously, straight from Hanoi. Um, Aaron, Viet American, and Reagan, you are also Vietnamese American. Yes. So instead of calling it Lunar New Year, you guys would call it that. Yeah, yeah right? that. Mm-hmm. Um, is it more or less the exact same as kind of how it's celebrated traditionally in China, uh, in Vietnam? I believe we do celebrate it differently. Um, I don't know how it's celebrated in China. Um, so for my family and how we celebrate it is that my mom, before, like two days before the New Year's Eve, she started like cleaning the house, like moving all the furniture, like, and then get like all this kind of like ginormous plants putting in the house you know it's like was it like cherry blossoms not cherry like peach blossom tree that's i feel like for <coughs> northern people like the pink tree but for like southern people it's more like the huamai like the, the yeah one. the yellow one um and then we have like that and then we have like the kumquat tree as well and my mom like start like cleaning the house and then like prepping for like um like food for like the ancestor tables mm-hmm. For me, like celebrating New New Year, the the concept of it is just lucky money, food, and playing games, gamble. Uh, yeah, I mean that's just for me. Like as a child, like I was looking forward to New New Year because you get money, like red envelopes yeah. to uncles, aunties, like both aunties and uncles, whether they're actual true relatives mm-hmm. or just family friends, to give red envelopes. But now that I'm older, I'm the one giving the money <laughs> to folks. You know? It's so not like, as fun anymore. It's not as fun anymore. <laughs> Um, but I still get money from like my mom and my sister because you get from o- older folks. So folks mm-hmm. who are older than you, you get money from them. And I don't have a lot of older folks to give me money anymore. But I still get from my mom and my, my sister, which is kind of cute yeah. in that sense. Um, and then I'll send out money to like my friends, kids and whatnot too. And just last year, I kind of did something kind of fun because like, you know, Ronnie Chang, the, the Malaysian comedian. Mm-hmm. So he has this red envelope is called... Um, Hope, hope you get rich. So it says, hope you get rich on an Africa. That's why when you, when you give money to someone, it says, hope you get rich, hope you have a successful year, whatever. Mm-hmm. So the joke is that, hope you get rich. Mm-hmm. So I bought a bunch of those envelopes and sent to all my friends' kids, you know, because that's what you want. They want you to get rich. Mm-hmm. So here's here's a dollar, but here's a nice envelope. The envelope costs more than an actual dollar. But, right. uh, but it, was, it was just a fun thing to do, like, hey, here's something for your kids, you know, yeah. and, and I really appreciate that because sometimes a lot of folks don't get those anymore from folks, you know, mm-hmm. unless they're around family. So a lot of folks are just surprised. Like, wow, thanks for sending yeah. me a red envelope. Yeah. You can you can level it up next year. For, yeah. Like, hope you get rich, $1, and then like an investment guide. Yeah. <laughs> like some, like some good growth funds. Like, if you put this in like a little Roth yeah. investment portfolio 50 years from now, it's like 80 bucks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, you know? Yeah, good thought. You're welcome. So this isn't really $1. Like, no. It's, it's, the, it's the love that matters, you know, that's, that's yeah. vi- like invaluable. So. But the food is also the best part, too, is there's the feast that you get with all your family coming together mm-hmm. and just people bring in, like a potluck style food and yeah. just delicious food. Yeah. For my family, I'm not sure if you guys do, but we have to be vegetarian mm-hmm. during New Year's, mm-hmm. but I don't do it. <laughs> 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 but then, like, usually everything on the table is usually vegetarian. And then, like, what my mom does, like, she cooked, like, a whole feast, and we used, like, our entire table. Then we have to, like, pray at a certain time. Then mm. we can eat. Yeah. So I think that's, like, the major part of how my family celebrates it. But other than that, you know, it's, like, the normal red envelope. Then, like, every time they give it to us, we have to say something, like, in Vietnamese back mm-hmm. to, like, the older person. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I'm not good with my Vietnamese, so I always have to, like, look at my mom and ask her yeah. what to say. <laughs> so I just, like, repeat it. <laughs> 
free money and you still can't memorize the (laughs) the thank you you just said like you know yeah stuff like that something like that yeah but yeah it's normally just like me and my family just get together in one house and just play the um gambling game Mm -hmm. and that's it what's this gambling game what's it called in Vietnamese it's yeah yeah so there's like six tiles you can bet your money in. Then there's three dice, I think, two or three dice. Mm-hmm. Then you just shake it uh-huh. to to what you think the dice is gonna roll on. Oh, kind of like, like, like roulette. In a, in yeah. A, yeah. Oh, yeah, man, that is uh, that's an that's easy way fun. to lose that money. That's the uncle's trying to get that money back. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> you got like an eight-year-old kid, like, all right, like poker, like that's uh, <laughs> you got money now. Let's play, man. Like, we do like poker as well as a family but um, my family like really big on like gambling and so we have like tables of tables of different like gambles games and people just like <coughs> hang out you know losing some money left mm-hmm. the table come back saying <laughs> that they're gonna make big they're gonna run big and lost more money <laughs> just that's my dad and then it's just like you know gambling food um i feel like for like food wise my my family like we celebrate new year really hard that we start eating two days before the new the the actual date of new year until like three days after it so i have like that span of five days just eating the same type of food yeah <laughs> it gets like it gets tiring at it, one it point does, yeah. yeah what kind of food are we are we looking at here because you know we like we like talking about food on here i don't know if you guys tuned into episode two last week, but Naya had some choice words every time I told her the kinds of food I liked. Yorkshire pudding. <laughs> Y'all got Yorkshire yeah. pudding at, Yorkshire. at celebrations? We, we do not, We don't, yeah. What kind of stuff are you working with there? We have bánh chương bánh tét. It's like... Um, Is that oh. the sticky rice with bean in the middle? Yeah, with one? bean and then pork and mm-hmm. then... Uh, it's wrapped in like the leaves. Yeah, right? wrapped yeah. in like banana leaves. Mm-hmm. And then... Um, boiled chicken like the whole the whole chicken my family boiled the whole chicken um and then yeah lord stuff like that yeah y'all mm-hmm. um i guess like just like some like common vietnamese food but they just double it <laughs> and then nam stuff like that as well it's just like so much like all the traditional vietnamese food that you can think of put it on the table and that's lunar year yeah, if you go out, they get like a full roasted pork, a pig. Yeah, too. a um, full pig. With the head pig. still on it. The head still on mm-hmm. it. Um, and then some like papaya salad is also a thing yeah. too. And, um, yeah, sometimes sometimes they make sure like vegetarian food and some meat products. Um, mm-hmm. But at least for the ones I've been to, it's mostly a lot of meat though. Yeah. Piggy pork and chicken. Yeah. yeah. I think that's interesting because my family is like all vegetarian on New Year. Like we have to be vegetarian. Mm. Mm. So we would have like vegetarian pork. Mm-hmm. And like vegetarian meats, which I don't like because it's like made up like wheat or whatever. It's not like real meat. Mm. And then we would have um, the sticky rice thingy. Mm-hmm. But then my mom would always make. Um, fuck. Uh, oh. <laughs> Be yourself. <laughs> Bosses, boss, everybody. <laughs> fuck. Shit. Oh, shit. <laughs> um, you know the stew is like pork belly, then egg, then tofu? Mm-hmm. Pork belly, egg, tofu? Yeah. Is it like, like braised together? Oh, I forgot what was it called though. Tikal, no. Yeah, tikal. Oh, yeah. My family always makes tikal. Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. And that's like my favorite thing to eat. So she always yeah. make a big pot for me. And I just eat yeah. that for like five days straight because like, yeah. I love eating that. Yeah, that's but good then, stuff. Yeah. yeah. Then act at like the actual party because that's what my family eats. But like mm-hmm. with everyone else, it's mostly just like what we eat every single time. Mm-hmm. We don't have any traditional foods like egg rolls or anything. We have like calamari, <laughs> <laughs> chow mein, that type yeah. of stuff. Traditional to your family. 
Right. And some quick history about that. I got even more if you guys want to <laughs> hear a little about the origins of uh, some of the ceremonies, because we're talking about uh, traditions here. So Stella touched on it, but I guess Lunar New Year as a whole originated about 3,500 years ago, if you could believe it. That's a long time uh, for a holiday to be around. But at first, it was sacrificial ceremonies in honor of gods and ancestors at the beginning or end of each year. But about a thousand years or so later, that's when it really became customary to offer uh, that sort of worship with the intention of blessing harvests. Mm. Um, because like you said, Stella, uh, the calendar, the lunar calendar that we associate with China was actually known in Chinese tongue as the agricultural calendar. And surprisingly, Lunar New Year was more of like a, maybe it's not my place to say more of like a, but it was largely a farming holiday to bless the, the harvest. And so in the Han Dynasty uh, between 200 BC and 280, that's when you started seeing those celebrations of burning bamboo to make the loud crackling sound. And over the next 400 years or so, the customs of the family getting together to clean the house and having the dinner and staying mm -hmm. up late is what really became popular among common people. Uh, and so I'm kind of curious about how you guys see the significance now, because I had actually found out that in 1912, the Chinese government abolished the Chinese calendar in place of the Gregorian one, the one we use in like most Western civilizations. And so with that, like it kind of canceled out the Lunar New Year. And so by 1949, like we talked about, it was no longer even called the Lunar New Year. Now it's just called like the Spring Festival there. So I guess in like your guys' mind, because you're not blessing a harvest anymore. Like what is like the main significance of that Lunar New Year celebration for you? Is it to be with family? Is it to like start that year off lucky, eat good grandma food? Agriculture, <laughs> blessing the farm. Um, for me, I think it's just getting money. <laughs> like, it's being real, yeah. <laughs> and it's also just like another reason for everyone to just um, come together and party. So I think it's like that's the most common thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for me, um, actually, like I, f I heard like a few years ago in Vietnam, they're trying to like get rid of it. And then everybody was just like fuming, like, you can't do that. Because for you guys, you guys have like that big celebration of like, Christmas, Thanksgivings, and stuff like that for American. We don't do that, but Lunar New Year is actually like the biggest, biggest like celebrations holiday in Vietnam. That's like where you can get the most like day off out of it. And so people are like fuming because like you can't do that. Like Lunar New Year is like something that like we've been doing for so long. So it's not just like um, come together and then just like hang out with family. It's like a significant um, thing to like you know, my culture for people to like um, celebrate, I guess, just like why it's so important to us. Yeah. And then aquaculture is also like a big thing for lunar calendar as well, because um, we grow um, rice and then rice based on lunar calendar, the moon calendar for you to know when it's good and when it's not. Man, that's deep. Um, <laughs> I, can't say, I can't say that's the same for me. Um, I, th I think that we do some like pray and honor like an an ancestors and whatnot too, but I think more so just like kind of get together and gather and have food but that's, but that's kind of like a normal weekend for me now because I, I used to stay with my sister and his way when I'm back in town and, and her husband is like one of nine siblings and her family lives like all within like two miles so they have like feasts and parties at their house all the time so there's always like good food there all the time mm. so then Looney doesn't become special because we have that all the time <laughs> so what, what makes it more special is like just like the red envelopes or like yeah. people dressing up for it you know um, yeah. or just talking about stories and whatnot um, 
But one quick thing is, one fun thing is, we mentioned like gambling, because sometimes folks, instead of giving money, they give like lottery tickets instead. <laughs> so they give you each person a lottery ticket versus like this, a dollar or two. Yeah. So, so gambling mm-hmm. is a big thing. Yeah, know, for sure. it is a big thing. That's, I'd be petty, man. If I give someone a lottery ticket and they won over four figures, like I need a little bit of that back. Yeah, right. <laughs> like, has that ever happened? Uh, I don't think anyone has won that I'm aware of. So. <laughs> Imagine. I, I'd take that. I'd be like a little upset. Same with the gambling table, man. Like if it's supposed to be a happy holiday and I lose like $300 to my little cousin. <laughs> <laughs> like, is this really about wealth or some people are getting some wealth? Mm-hmm. That's not it. Actually, like my brother got like really upset last year because my mom and my dad give him like less money than usual, mm-hmm. and he was pissed like on the first day of New Year's, and then they were pissed at him because my parents not giving him like that amount, the same amount of money that he used to receive, and then like they gave him like a whole lecture about like why is it not about like the the like the value that you receive? It's mm-hmm. about like you know like you caused that's luck that we're giving you, yeah. yeah. It's the symptoms behind the money, not the actual yeah. money. But people do track that. You know, people track who gave what. Yeah, people uh, do track that. <laughs> but also, That's people track us so that they know how much to give back to their kids too. Like, yeah, you know, yeah, so. yeah. Because you because you want to have someone give you more money than than you give them. Yeah, my mom used to like look into my red envelopes to see like how how much like the adult gave me, so mm-hmm. that they my mom can give them like the same amount <laughs> or less. <laughs> to their kids, yeah. Or less. And I was like, yeah. all right, I'll keep this then. Uh, this is off topic. My mom did that for graduation one time too. Mm. Like, cause um, we were getting someone like a, a graduation card, and she was like, "How much we put in there, Jeffrey?" I was like, mm. "She was like a hundred. I was like hundred. I was like, Mom, like we still have college to pay for. Like, <laughs> I was like, I was like, let's, let's put like fifty. And then they sent me a hundred dollars. She got so mad. She was like, "Are you serious? Like, you know how bad this makes us look, Jeffrey? Like, yeah, half the amount, like." Dude, that was the same for my graduation. I didn't even get the cards went straight to my mom, and then she dispersed it. I was like. <laughs> In no way, like, bro. <sighs> Transaction fee. Like. Right, like, return on investment, zero. Financial manager. Yeah, speaking of, like, the money, too, because I think for me, or I'll say, like, a lot of Vietnamese folks, like, we don't get allowances, you know? Mm-hmm. So the time we get, like, real cash is during that is when people give us money because yeah. we don't get, like, allowances. So usually just, we don't get money on the day, on, like, some, like most most folks do, or some folks do, you know? Yeah. So that's why sometimes, like, Aaron here looks forward to that because, hey, I get some cash, <laughs> So when people, like, come back from Lunar New Year, like, maybe, like, in high school. I mean, did you go to, like, a Viet-based high school? Like, were there a lot of, like, a, no, a Viet influence? No, I David Douglas. Okay. But, like, <laughs> I guess, like, for the kids who celebrate, like, Lunar New Year, like, would you guys come back after that week, like, new shoes, new haircut, like, stuff like that? Like, what are you spending that, that red envelope money on? I guess, like, yeah, because that's, like, the whole all holiday for us. So I did come back school. All dripped out. <laughs> All dripped out. Whole outfit new. Whole outfit new. Yeah. My brother, I think, like, a couple years ago, he, like, went back to school. Like, he getting all those monied, and then he went straight to Nike and bought, like, a huge, like, a whole, like, tracksuit, and I was like, and then new shoes, and I was like, what? And then he still has to, like, wear uniform to school. And so he changed in the middle of, like, the, 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 the classes to, like, half a new outfit on. You gotta let them know. Yeah. You had that, that Nike tech on? Dripped like, out, yeah. Oh. <laughs> you have like a chain over it too, or like, like his jade? Nike tech, like uh, fitted hat, like a, a fresh pair of Air Force One. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's like 12. <laughs> it's like when you get back from, what is it, Christmas? And yeah, all of a sudden like, everybody, like when, that one Christmas where everyone mm-hmm. had hoverboards. Hoverboards are big, man. If you're 12 years old, I was like five foot on a little hoverboard. It looks so stupid. Like, 
But anyways, what, what were you buying with that, that red envelope money, Reagan? Well, um, like I, I didn't get allowance, but then I just asked my parents to buy me stuff, but they just buy it for me. So when you get the red envelope, like, it actually goes to my mom. So my mom takes all the money, you know? So I don't actually keep it myself. It goes to some kind of savings, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so, so yeah, so I don't actually like get new stuff after the new year because um, I just asked for that whenever, like similarly what Aaron shared. Yeah, little um. context. My mom also took all of our money. <laughs> and so the money that my brother kept, my mom didn't know. Uh. <laughs> 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 so mom, like auntie, like, auntie really shorted me this year. Like she gave me like a third of what it usually yeah. is. That's, that's yeah. smart. You didn't stitch on that one too? No, <laughs> no. Um, you know, like he's doing his stuff. I will only do that once in a while. Yeah. Whenever I feel like it. Uh, quick preview: We filmed episode four before episode three. Y'all should tune in because you will find out Stella is a menace when it comes to her brother, <laughs> not letting anything go unannounced. Yeah. Uh, so, so tune in in two weeks from now. I'm a nice sister though. Where <laughs> it. All right. So now that we have talked about our New Year's mm-hmm. traditions, what about you guys, Naya and Jeffrey? I mean, usually around New Year's from like the past few years. Um, I n- <laughs> New Year, few years. I haven't really, we don't really spend it with like our mom and dad. It's more so like a celebration for the kids. Like we'll all hang out with like people our age, like our cousins and our friends. But like, like my mom will literally just drop us off at someone's house and like they, then the adults have their own activity and like the kids have their own activities. And like, it's just so fun. And then we just be counting down and then like, yeah, that's really it. It's just hanging out with family, kind of similar to you guys. Like, you guys just kind of get together, but we don't have the money part, which kind of sucks. Mm-hmm. But it's not about the money; it's about the value behind it. So, yeah, my New Year celebrations is pretty low key, about the same as Naya, like in the, like Gregorian style. Um, man, we just party. That's basically it. But yeah. I feel like less and less each year. Like I feel like this is for the first time. Like I watched like the New Year's ball drop. Mm-hmm. which was fine. I like seeing Anderson Cooper like try to like resist the tequila shots. It reminds me a bit of Stella. Stella is over 21 for the record. Um, but thanks thanks for clarifying. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it's pretty typical. Like nothing crazy. Do you wear like the party hats and like you get like the champagne glasses and but it's like apple cider. Bro, we don't do anything. Really? Like even as kids we never celebrated it. Mm-hmm. Like I don't know why we why we lacked that spirit. Um, but what, like was Christmas like popping? Yeah. Yeah, it's that classic, like, mm-hmm. it's that classic Christmas. Yeah. I feel like it's, like, we're all tired from Christmas anyways. Like, I don't want to see my family again. Like, because we had, like, our Thanksgiving dinner, the Christmas Eve, or the Christmas Day. And it's, like, that's three dinners, man. Like, I'm out of content to discuss. Right. Right? Like, they're going to start asking questions I don't want to answer because I can't just deflect with school. So it's, like, that's enough family. Like, how many piercings <laughs> now? <laughs> ten, <laughs> ten. How yeah. many tattoos? Yeah. One coming in March. Like, <laughs> yeah. Do you guys enjoy like the the? Or do you see like extended family when you come home for for Lunar New Year? Like, is it like people you haven't seen for a while and you're playing catch up, or is it like just the cousins you usually see? I guess like for me, everybody comes back to like um, to where they are, like their hometowns and stuff like that. So I do have like cousins from like the south, flying back to the north to Hanoi and then celebrate Lunar New Year. Um, there are some I do have like some auntie and uncle that they live in the u.s and then some live in europe and they also came back for lunar New year once in a while you know if they have time my dad actually told me to come home for lunar New year and i was like i don't have a day off for it sorry <laughs> but yeah um cousins everybody coming back it's big celebrations 
Mm-hmm. Week six is tough. Yeah. Week six, New Year. Mm-hmm. I can't do it. I can't do it. Every time, like, my mom's like, why don't you just come home for the New Year? It's like, bro, I wish, but I can't. It's a lot. It's a long flight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's a lot for one flight. I cannot just go home for, like, a day and then just leave. Yeah. So, you yeah. want this GPA or do you want me here for a week long? Like, it's your pick. Like, mm-hmm. It's like, I want both. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I have a small immediate family, so just like my mom, my sister, and um, younger brother. Um, and then most of my mom's family is like in Houston or in Australia. So we so we started mostly with my sister's husband's family. Like I said, they're like one of nine kids. Mm-hmm. Um, so most of my time is spending with, with their family. Um, mm-hmm. So like I said, but it's like kind of like a, a week a routine. Every week is the same people we see. Mm-hmm. And sometimes we might, we might invite some like family friends over and whatnot for for that. But usually this is the kind of the usual folks that comes over. Um, but, but it's still, still, still a lot of fun though to kind of play folks in different yeah. ways. Yeah, I mean, if someone has nine siblings, like that's the whole that's the whole community right yeah. there. I bet, and yeah. probably a lot of kids too. Yeah, not same with their partner, with their kids and mm-hmm. whatnot. So it's it's pretty massive. Yeah. Wow. And weekly, that's wow. Yeah. Good food. That sounds like good yeah. food right there. Yeah, because like they like my um, brother-in-law, like he goes fishing and crabbing all that stuff. So always get like, fresh fish and crab, and goes hunting with elk and all, all kind of stuff. So elk. Elk, like so elk, yeah. Dang, you bring an elk back for the holiday? Like just, yeah. it's just a Sunday, it's just a regular it's day. Just like where's Uncle Dale with the, with the elk, man? It's like, <laughs> what's taking him so long? Yeah. Just, just skid it, bro. Yeah. No yeah. Fruit. So like elk fur, like. That's Ooh. So good. All right. Can you guys tell the listeners and me and Jeffrey how to say Happy New Year in Viet? So my family's from the south. So then when I say it, it's like in the south dialect. So I say chok chok nam Do you want to? Should we try? Wait, say it one more time. Jokman Namai. Jokman. Jokman Namai? Yeah. Jokman Namai. Jokman Namai. Okay. Okay. How would you rate his pronunciation? <laughs> it's, it's better than mine, so it's pretty good. <laughs> I'm from the north, so it's heavier on the accent. We say Jokman Namai. Jokman Namai. Yeah. Try, 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 try. Me? Chok. 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 Wait, what? Chok. Chok. Mung. Chúc mừng năm năm mới mới yeah say it again năm mới chúc 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 mừng mừng năm năm mới mới I wish people can see that like play the video clip and I think and I think that breakdown that of that is like chúc is like kind of worse mừng happy and then năm mới is new year new year yeah are there any other like common Viet sayings for the New Year? Whenever my dad, you know, we just go to like houses like to f- visit them. He said, um, he like shake the hand of the one of the man of the family and he said, which is I hope you this year has like money goes in like waterfall and then goes out like like little, little by little, you know, you know what I mean? Yeah, 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 <laughs> stuff like that. And he always say this, says that, that stuff. And then they take a shot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Wanna try that, Jeffrey? <laughs> Reagan, turn around. Put up the shot. Yeah. <laughs> we took the shot, and Reagan saw for anyone listening. Um. <laughs> Korea, there's you know Chuseok, like the Korean Thanksgiving, is what they call it. Chuseok, have mm. you heard of that? Um, it's also like a holiday to celebrate ancestors. Um, but right now, there's like a more critical issue of a lot of the matriarchs of family or women in general are kind of feeling more adverse towards the holiday because it falls upon the shoulder of the 
the woman in the family to do all of the cooking mm-hmm. and all of the cleaning while the men kind of go and do whatever they feel like. Is there like a, a common sentiment like that in, and I guess your guys' families or communities as well towards like the Lunar New Year? Yeah, I man. I think I think there's generals in all cases, you know. Yeah, and I think I think. I kind of shift that because I use it with my sister's house like all the women will cook all the food make all the food and the men will kind of eat it in a sense but also sometimes they're the one that catching the fish and crabs too so they're contributing that way Um, so it's kind of a mix of that Uh, but my sister's house is kind of weird because like I'm not sure in the other house like we eat in the garage because Mm -hmm. we we cook in the garage too because you want to smell up the house so you do a lot of frying things like that so all cook in the garage and all the men eat eat and cook in the garage and all the women will be inside the house eating in there mm-hmm. and for me I'm always the one like doing the dishes uh, so my sister has a dishwasher but she usually dishwasher as a drying rack instead mm-hmm. so then when we have all these people I always the oldest end up being the one washing the dishes um, so usually either myself or, or the woman would do the dishes mm-hmm. but you never see the men do the dishes um, so I think that general is kind of real in that in that case yeah. yeah it's a pattern I feel like um, we talked about that a lot and just like in general like like why like women's like all do like all the kitchen stuff and the man just like you know there but uh for my family my mom kind of forced everybody to do the dishes and she does all the cooking well you know like when like even like she does like all the like the the hard stuff like chopping like up every single piece of the chicken she does it and then she like she like kill the fish and she like cooked the whole fish and so after we eat she just like lay down and we just did all the dishes and cleaning Fair enough. I don't know. It's it's interesting to see. Um, I feel like holidays are one of the main, I guess, avenues that I see culture most often manifested, especially in foreign places. Even me, like I work for a man. I work for a corporation once I graduate, and they give out five personal uh, holidays with the purpose of like celebrating like your own cultural background. Um, mm-hmm. So it's interesting to see the way that like, I guess, different cultural celebrations are preserved even when they've originated so many thousands of years ago. I've been seeing at the APCC, like, I don't know if this is Lunar New Year decor, but they've been hanging stuff on the doors. Do you guys do that in your guys' homes too? Or what, like, what do you, what's being hung? Oh, like for decoration, I guess we do like, like the little like paper lant- lantern because it's red, um, but more of a like, like plants, you know, like the kumquat tree and then the, the peach blossom tree. Yeah. A lot of fruits too. A lot of fruit, fruit baskets. Yeah, things. fruit basket. And then for food, like we do have this tray of like dry fruits, oh, dry yeah. stuff, yeah. like stuff like that. Nobody really eats it though. Everyone does. Yeah. Like people would like eat like one thing out of it and just devour all of it and then left like the rest of it there. Yeah. So, yeah, what do you guys have planned for like um, Lunar New Year's this year? Um, so, my plan for this year is just doing homework pretty much. But you know what? APCC is having having an event for Lunar New Year on February the 16th from 3 to 5. So pull up. We're having to have some food. So it's going to be a cool event. So I think Lunar New Year this year falls on Super Bowl weekend. And my my parents are going to Las Vegas, so I don't even know what I'm doing, to be honest. (laughs) So we'll see. This is going straight to the gambling source, bro. Oh, yeah. (laughs) So they're, wait, they're leaving you alone for the new year to watch football and gamble? Yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. Hey, at least you can eat meat this year. Yeah. <laughs> are they are they watching the Super Bowl? Or just there? I, I don't there's like there's like a screening in one of the hotels and they just watch it there. Oh, mm-hmm. that's gonna be fun. Oh my god, I saw I don't know if it's not relevant, but um the like the furthest tickets for a Super Bowl, it's like 
ten thousand dollars for one ticket. Yeah. That's crazy. Hopefully the red envelope is good this year. <laughs> for yeah. real, bro. Yeah. But the foreigners do wear red, so good yeah. luck to them. That's auspicious. <laughs> That's auspicious, man. Yeah. They better clean that damn house. <laughs> um, yeah, my sister's flying to California that week weekend, so I'm not sure what I'm gonna do that weekend for um, for that. But parts there's usually a lot of events important that happens that weekend, yeah. so probably find out what's happening and kind of go to those events. Yeah. So no, no plans yet. Yeah. Well, I think I'm gonna go to the temple because it's like kind of mm-hmm. tradition. Mm-hmm. Temple, pray some. What do you what do you do at the temples? Like how do you, how do you, I guess, send your prayers generally there? Yeah, um, I just go in there, kneel down in front of the big Buddhas, say my prayers, and then go like around. Just you know, it's it's a very like chill ser- serenity place. You know, you can really like absorb or your thoughts, like your thinking. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a space of reflection. Too. Yeah, reflections. Yeah, yeah. yeah. so it's kind of similar to like the what is the western way of the new year's where we like kind of reflect on what this past new year was Mm -hmm. and then what our new year's goals are our new year's wishes are Mm -hmm. and then kind of how you guys have like like oh i wish i I wish you luck or i wish you wealth i wish you prosperity yeah kind of like that so right on yes hell yeah naya any new year's uh (laughs) lunar new year's goals or wishes for you guys well i just wish that i graduate this year that's my wish that's a good one yeah um, I usually don't do wishes, but since you asked the question, I'll come up with something. Um, but I think more so in terms of money, is like saving more money and not spend as much, yeah. which is hard. Yeah. Mine was just always uh, straight A's. <laughs> <laughs> hey, someone's listening. Well, Are they? <laughs> I was about to say, man, you need more than. <laughs> I remember there's this one year that I like. I only wish for like so much money. And it's so non-practical that I was like pissed at myself. <laughs> Why would I like wish something better? Did it come true? Nah. Dang. I don't know what to wish. I'm just gonna wish for prosperity. And then my parents took all my money. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody got your wish. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they they wish for the same thing. Yeah. But their offering was a little bit yeah. better. So their reasoning it's also like, oh, like you're always losing your money. Let's just let us keep it for you. Again. Did you ever get the money back? No. Bruh. Yeah, they said that it's going to like my food, <laughs> to, like food, yeah. and right. then like you're getting it back, but not the way you want it. Yeah. yeah. No, honestly, this was more so like an educational experience for mm-hmm. me, and you guys answered a lot of questions for me because I I never grew up with the Lunar New Year or heard much about it, but I remember always like when I would visit like the Asian market to my hometown, I would always see um, things around this time, like lanterns, lots of red stuff, and I always wondered about like the the dragon that would go around and stuff. Mm-hmm. But I know every year it's kind of different depending on like the zodiac animal <laughs> so this was like super educational and like i can't wait for february 16th from three to five at the apcc <laughs> i'm counting the days <laughs> well, um, because we have a super duper alumni um <laughs> what is the best and worst food that you can find on campus Regan? um best foods i i really love the salad bar at arnold because you can get that, because um, I usually get the, the go container and the stuff, as much stuff in there as much as possible, like all the tofu, the salad, the beets, and the stuff that thing up. Because it doesn't make sense to get a plate because you can't fill it up. But I love the Arnold salad. They use a charge per pound per weight. So I'm glad it's just based on what you can fit in the container. So, so I really like the salad bar in Arnold. Um, in terms of worst food, uh, I'll have to say, I know you all mentioned you like North Porch. And I do not like North Porch um, because the bun is not really a bun 
they don't use a French baguette for the banh mi. They use some kind of hoagie bread, and I and I I just can't stand that. Um, so <coughs> I have something to say about that. Like I I don't know if it was me who said I like North Porch, but I went there the other day. You know they weigh their chicken now. What yeah. before they put yeah. it in the Bro, bowl? <laughs> this was with respect. This was fucked. Like yeah, so we went there. I went with my friend. And she like put like a bunch of chicken in the in the bowl, right? Not a bunch. It just looked a little bit more than average. Mm-hmm. Like, and we watched her take one piece of chicken out. It was big, right? A big piece of chicken. And then she goes in again and takes another piece out. And I thought she was just trying to like fine tune it. And then she put a little tiny one back in. No, bro. She took a third of the chicken out the bowl, looked us in our eyes and put it in his bowl. Like. No way. That's just not right. That's not right. Like, you already like, touched it. You can't put it back. Yeah. Like, I feel like I lost something. I don't even want the damn bowl anymore. Like, wow. that was heinous. Yeah. But you tore it up, huh? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I did. Oh. <laughs> well, the bun is North Porch is, it's not great. But that's my final resort, actually. Um, have you ever had bun me in, like, the place downtown? Mm-hmm. The, how do you like it? It's okay. It's better than... Than the North Porch. Yeah. But also, North Porch is a different type of banh mi, too. Yeah. And then it's not your traditional banh mi that you see in mm-hmm. most, most stores. Yeah. Um, but the one downtown is, is good. I go there when I have a craving for it. <laughs> but it's a little expensive for a banh mi, though. You know? Yeah, it does. What's your favorite banh mi place to get banh mi? I like um, banh mi fresh in Portland. It's kind of close to Clackamas. Mm-hmm. Or also there's um, banh mi, too, mm-hmm. off of um, Power and 82nd. It's also good. Mm-hmm. But the uh, banh mi fresh, like the bread is like very crispy and soft. Like when you eat it, it just like crumbles your mouth. That's that's the one is legit bread. Um, but usually, because usually most places like, it's too hard, it like mm-hmm. it hurts your mouth when yeah, you bite it. Yeah, it's chewy. This one, cut in my it's like very flaky in a sense. Mm-hmm. Um, so we like the bread there a lot. Well, I think it's time for another segment, and we want to know, and I'm sure everyone listening wants to know, because you know we just want to make sure you guys have a good experience. So we're gonna share our favorite and least favorite bathrooms on the OSU campus. Let's talk about it. Let's start it off, like Naya said, with our super-duper alumni. She's been pooping on this campus for <laughs> over a decade. <laughs> Reagan, where is your favorite and least favorite place to use the bathroom? And so, um, so legit, like, I, I'm very picky with restrooms and bathroom, you know, how it's functioned, how it's clean, and all that stuff, too. And, and I hate those automatic um, toilets, because they always flush when you don't need it to flush, or, you know, it's just annoying. Like, when you, you're just doing your business and it flushes, like, come on now. It splashes your butt. Here. Yeah. Um, so I usually try to um, go for a restroom that doesn't have automated toilets, um, mm-hmm. but that's hard to find on, on this campus. But the worst restroom or t- restaurant on this campus is actually an MU on the third floor, the top floor. If you go to that restroom and you walk towards the back, so in the back of that restaurant, both the men's and the women's, there's a window there, and it opens up the window. But if you go to the ADA stall, there's a huge gap between the wall and the stall stuff. So you can do your business in behind the door, but someone can walk up and st- and look into that stall because that's that, that's literally that's literally a gap that you can actually walk through that gap. So if you get a ch- if you get a chance, walk up to the top floor MU restroom and walk towards the back where the ADS stalls is, and you can literally just peek in that stall. Yeah, you can like barely see someone like dropping a load. Yeah, you can. Okay, I found out because once I was I was using that stall, and I was like. I can see out that gap. Like, what's going on here? <laughs> um, so, do check that out. Um, but imagine, like, you're in there, like, you see Reagan walk in. Make eye contact with Reagan through the door. <laughs> yeah. But um, in terms of the best restrooms, uh, I, like, I like the new style, like, the more um, 
General Nutrition Restaurant where they have the full stalls when the stalls are from floor to ceiling. Mm-hmm. So some of the new halls, like quarterly, I think Quarterly Hall has a new restaurant where it's just on floor to ceiling stalls, you know? So you have like full privacy in, in that space, which I really like. Cause also we're like, I always get cautious, like people looking at your feet, like, oh, that's Reagan back there. Or that's, <laughs> I recognize those shoes or whatever. Just feel kind of awkward, you know? Yeah. Um, so I, I really enjoyed that, that's, that particular restroom. And I think it's in Courtney Hall. Cause I don't even know what the hall is. That's mm-hmm. a deep pull. Yeah. My least favorite man, Milam and Austin, suck, bro. Milam Hall is the fashion building, and that is the only bathroom I've been in on campus that doesn't have a goddamn coat hanger. Like, <laughs> you're gonna give the fashion building a coat hangerless bathroom? It just has a little shelf at the top over the toilet. But if I put it up there, what if it falls on me? Mm. Now my sleeve is in the toilet. Like, this jacket's nice, man. You know what I my mean? Scarf. Like, my scarf. My yeah, yeah. scarf. Yeah. And so I'll be sitting there. Like, I used to wear, like, big overcoats. I'd have, like, an overcoat, like, over my knees, like, dangling down on, the, like, the poopy ground. Like, oh, man. I mean, I just despised it. My other least favorite is Austin Hall, man, because the, the business majors blow that thing up. Mm-hmm. It's disgusting. Like, really, truly. Oh, is and, this the one that's right next to the APCC? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the, it's, like, high. it's always full. Like, the first and second floors of the Austin Hall bathroom. And so, eventually, I started going to, like, the third floor when I had to go to the bathroom. Mm-hmm. Then other people got the same idea. Like, every, at all hours of the day, every single level of it is, is full. So, it's just not very private, you know? Mm-hmm. The best bathroom, in my opinion, is the APCC. That is a great bathroom. Like, I've never had it automatically flush on me, which is nice. There are safer sex spots. So, if anybody ever needs some, some hygienic or safe sex products, come to the APCC. Um... And I think it's like relatively soundproof. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The other thing, Austin Hall, those toilets have flushed on me and those things, they spray. It's, <laughs> it's, it's uncomfortable. You know, it's like you threat. stand up and like now your undies are all wet. Like, so the business school just has to step up their game. With- you know, what I've noticed is like when you're on like the first floor of things, those were the nastiest ones because that's like the most common places people are coming through. But the higher up you kind of go, it gets a little bit better. Mm-hmm. So with that Other being said, minus the MU. But um, with that being said, I recently used the the SEC Plaza third floor bathroom for the first time, and they have a full body mirror in there, and at least in the women's one. Mm-hmm. So that I one was that one was nice, and honestly, it wasn't as used as the first level one. So yeah, I think that's one of my favorites. And then um, my least favorite would probably be what's that one hall that has like it's right by Monroe, and it's like science, but it's not science. I don't know. Those bathrooms are sketch. It's one of the older halls, too. Mm. I think it used to be a dorm or something. Oh. Yeah. I don't know what it is. Stay away from it. I feel like all, like, all, like, building by Monroe, it's, like, old, like, you know, science building. And they just don't really care about renovating it, you know? They don't really care about student hygienics. Humans. Humans. I don't know about the importance of a good toilet. Um, For me, my favorite bathroom is the APCC. I like the single user, and there's also a mirror in there. So like, after I'm done with my mirror, I just like look at myself, and I'm like, why? <laughs> <laughs> i just be taking so long in the restroom. It's <laughs> like, dang, Aaron must have a stomach ache. <laughs> <laughs> and then my least favorite is Malam Hall, too, yeah. It's so run down. Mm. Nasty, and it smells weird in there. It does, it does. And even if you want to use the full-length mirror, everyone in the stall can low-key see you looking at yourself. You know what I mean? Like, they can, I can say, hey, I see your feet, bro. Your outfit looks fine. Like, <laughs> I need some privacy. Can I share the really worst bathroom experience ever, though? Yeah. yeah. So this is at the old Macy's store in, at Lower Center, back when Macy's was still there in Portland. 
So they designed the mirror. So the, the the mirror is right here, and then the saw is right here. But the mirror is really low on on the on the on the um on the on the sink. So you can look at the mirror, and you can see the toilet because the door is so high up. So I came in, look I look in the mirror, and I can totally see this this <laughs> dude doing his business full full nudity. I was like, what is going on here? Because the mirror is too low and the door was too high. So you can totally see everything. I was like, who thought this? Yeah, who thought, who thought this was a good design? That should be illegal, man. That it should, should be. That should be a felony. Oh, that, yeah. Whoever created that, that's a felony. Dang. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, everyone. Well, thanks for listening to today's episode. We hope you learned a little about Lunar New Year and how Stella, Reagan, and Aaron celebrate it. Thank you again to Reagan for joining us. We will see you guys in two weeks for our fourth episode, just a little after Valentine's Day, where we'll be talking about the concept of love and the Apita cultures. That will be live on Friday, February 23rd. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.